If you have your Bible with you today, I'd like you to open with me to the Gospel according to John, if you would. John chapter 15, and we will pick up in verse 12 in just a moment. John chapter 12, uh, John chapter 15, rather, and verse 12. And as you know, it is Memorial Day weekend when we pause and, and remember and honor those members of the armed forces who have died in service to and in defense of our country. Uh, it's also a day, uh, a weekend rather, when uh, many families go to cemeteries and decorate the graves of, of loved ones. And it's a tradition that actually dates back um, to just a, a, a very short time after the Civil War. That's how this whole, this whole thing got started. Originally it was called Decoration Day, and it was a time when, when families would go out and, and decorate the graves of um, the, uh, the, the folks who had died in that bloodiest of battles, or the bloodiest of wars here in America. But while that tradition is fairly new, the, the, uh, the, the laying down of one's life in, uh, in, in place of another is not a new thing. In fact, history records many instances when men and women in various capacities and in, uh, in, in many ways, whether it be in the armed services or, or in some other way, they have, they have uh, they've given their lives in, in, some, in some form on behalf of or in place of another. Now, many of those, many of those sacrifices are noble. Uh, they are meaningful. But the greatest self-sacrifice is not on the battlefield. It was on the cross. And that's what Jesus did whenever he died in our place. Now, where we pick up in our text today, in John chapter 15, Jesus is with his disciples on the night that he was betrayed. You remember, he's going to the cross, and before he does that, he brings his disciples together, and he gives them a kind of a, a last, not really a last minute uh, a talk, but he, he brings them together for one last meal, and he, he teaches them, he, he encourages them, he prepares them for what's coming up, and part of that uh, involves what we're going to look at today. And so uh, what we're going to look at, if, if your Bible has the words of Jesus in red, you'll see there's a lot of red. We're only going to look at two verses, so we're not getting near all that Jesus is saying. But, but the part that we are going to talk about, or that we're going to look at, he talks about uh, laying down one's life. And so that's what we're going to look at and, and focus on today. And so if you found John 15 and are able, I'd like you to stand in honor of God's Word. We'll only read two verses, and, uh, you know, sometimes... You know, I may have like a seven-point sermon. Today's only a two-point sermon. And all, God, all God's people said, Amen. Yeah, I knew I get it. So, uh, John chapter 15, starting in verse 12. Jesus says, This is my commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that one, lays, that one lay down his life for his friends. Thank you. you may be seated. Now, as I said before, as you can see in, our, in, in your Bible, there's a whole lot of red, and that means Jesus is talking a whole bunch. And so we're only going to look at a, a very small portion of what he says. But the first thing I want you to see in, in our text is the motivation of sacrifice. The motivation of sacrifice, if you look back at verse 12, Jesus starts out by drawing their attention to a command that he's giving. Now, this is not a suggestion. This is not an optim, optional activity. He doesn't say, here's a list of things you may do. The, 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 this is not a, a may-do, this is a must-do to put in, into uh, educational uh, terminology. This is a command of Christ. And what is the command? He says, love one another. Now, if you are thinking today, you, you, and you're considering what, what the Bible says, you may be saying, how is this a command of Jesus? Why is this something, it's like he's saying this is new. In fact, in John chapter 13 and verse 34, Jesus says, I'm giving you a new commandment that you love one another. And so you may be considering, how is this, 
a new commandment. How is Jesus saying this is something brand new? When all the way back in the book of Leviticus, for instance, the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. Now, you may have heard that terminology. You may have thought that was something original with Jesus because he talks about it in the New Testament. But it actually goes all the way back to the book of Leviticus, that, that book that's so hard to get through because it's a bunch of laws and so forth. The Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus says, love one another. How is this something new? How is this different than, what he said, than what's been said in the past? Well, look at verse 12 again, because there's not a period after the word another. There's a comma. Because he doesn't stop, he continues. He says, this is my commandment that, I, that, that you love one another. How? Just as I have loved you. Jesus tells his disciples then and his followers today that we should love one another. And it's a specific kind of love. It looks a certain way. Now, you notice he doesn't say, this, this is the commandment that you love the world. He doesn't say, love everyone. Now, certainly we should. I, I, I want you to hear what I'm saying. That was the whole point of the parable of the compassionate Samaritan. We should love those people that, that, that God puts in our path, and we should help them and, and, and so forth. We should, be, we should be compassionate towards them. But he mentions specifically that we should love one another. We should love other Christians specifically. We should do good to all men, the Bible says, especially who? Those of the household of the faith. Now, when you become a Christian... You're adopted into God's family. So you look around, these people here in this room and, 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 and people you come across with that are in God's family, that are Christians, that are believers, that are followers of Jesus Christ, that is your brother and sister. You are that person's brother. You are that person's sister in Christ. Why? Because you have the same Heavenly Father. And if you have the same Father, you are siblings with them, and family has a special claim on one another. Now, I don't, I don't want us to restrict our focus to that, because we are called to love all people, whether or not they are Christians. I just want you to see that there is an emphasis here. Paul said that to love is to fulfill the law, because if you love your neighbor, you'll do him no wrong. All the, all the commandments can be summed up in this, in this phrase, love your neighbors yourself. So there's the motivation for sacrifice. The second thing I want you to see is the manner of sacrifice. The manner of sacrifice. Look again at your text. <coughs> Jesus says, love one another as he has loved us. And the question becomes, how has he loved us? In what way has he loved us? How does that love look? Well, in a single word, it looks sacrificial. He has loved us sacrificially. Now, the Bible says that Jesus loved us and gave himself up for us. In, in our text today, he speaks of laying down one's life for his friends. <coughs> and notice, notice that wording, lay down his life for his friends. That's the same terminology that Jesus uses in John chapter 10 when he talks about the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And we understand that imagery of laying down one's life. It's, it's sacrificing, it's giving oneself up. Now, on Memorial Day and this, this weekend, our thoughts naturally drift to those people in the armed forces and the armed services who have given their all. They've given all that they can give. And that's what Jesus did on the cross. He gave all that he had. He gave his very life for those that would put their trust in him. And, and not just his friends. Now, when you think about, we'll, we'll just talk about the military for a minute. When you think about or envision people out on a battlefield, you may think of, of somebody that, that jumps on a grenade, for instance, to save people 
in their platoon. And we can understand that. We say that person, out of their, out of their love, out of their devotion, out of their sense of duty, whatever it is, for these other people, that person died to save them. But you don't think of, if, if these two groups are battling, person a, or a person from group A taking a bullet or a grenade for a person on uh, group B. They, 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 don't, they don't give themselves for their enemies. They give themselves for their friends. And yet Jesus didn't just give himself for his friends. He gave himself even for his enemies. You remember on the cross, what did he say? Father, forgive them. Why? For they know not what they do. He prayed even, he interceded even for those who were murdering him. And it wasn't just his enemies then, but he also had enemies in us. Because the Bible says that in, in, in Romans chapter 5, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And then he goes on to say that while we were still enemies of God, we've been, since we've been, we, we, we were enemies of God, we've been reconciled to him through his son. And today, if you've never trusted in Christ as, as your savior, you're not God's friend. You are an enemy of God if you are apart from Christ. But the Bible says that if you will trust Christ, He will make you whiter than snow. He'll wash you. He'll cleanse you. He'll forgive you. And you'll be turned from His enemy into His friend. But what about today? I mean, we, we understand that, that, that Jesus laid down His life. But if you look at verse 12, He says, This is the command that I'm giving you. He, he's not just describing what He's doing. He says that we have a responsibility to do something today. And he calls us to love sacrificially. So what does that look like? Well, first, it looks like laying down one's life in service. In service. Now, this is not as dramatic as laying down one's life in in the ultimate sense of of, of a sacrifice. But it's a daily thing. It's it's putting somebody else first. It's it's making a, a sacrifice on behalf of someone else. So, for instance, it may look like a parent laying down their lives, of, of giving themselves, of sacrificing for their children. Now I know that many children, and maybe, maybe this would be hard for you to, to imagine, uh, your parents, but many children don't understand that before they came along, their parents had a life. And, and, and they, they, they wouldn't believe it, but parents actually have friends sometimes. They actually had a social life. Maybe they went out and, and, and they played cards with people. They would, they would go out and, and have lunch. They had hobbies. But when kids come along, it changes things. Now, it's a good change, but it's certainly different. And, and, and sometimes those, those parents will, will deny themselves. They'll stop the hobbies. They'll, they'll not go on the trips. They'll, they'll basically give up their social lives on behalf of or for their kids. Depending on the financial situation, Sometimes parents will do without so their, parents, so their kids don't have to. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll not have as much food so their kids don't go hungry. Maybe they'll do without the needed clothes so their kids can have uh, shoes that fit a little bit better. The parents sacrifice for their kids. Certainly Christian parents uh, pray for their kids. They're, they're concerned about them. They're, they're concerned about their well-being spiritually and, and physically and emotionally and all that. And some of us today are probably here solely because we had somebody praying for us. Our mom or our dad is probably because of their prayers that we are here today. Because some of us, when we're young, we're pretty dumb. It, on the other hand, it could look like a child caring for their parents. 
maybe in their sunset days or their sunset years, you know, parents make those adjustments in their lives when the kids come along. Sometimes the kids have to make those same adjustments when the parents get to a point wherever they need that help. And so maybe, maybe it, that looks like them bringing mom or dad or, or both of them into an already cramped house and making those adjustments in, in, in the family situation. Maybe it, maybe it means setting up a schedule with siblings or others to, to help care for mom or dad. Or, or maybe it means uh, uh, assisting with some of the, some of the doctor's office, office visits and, 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 and things like that. It's just a daily sacrificial love. That is laying down one's life. But it's an act of service. But as we expand our circle out and, and, and turn our attention elsewhere, not just within the, 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 the tight-knit family unit, but we see it also in the community. When you look around, you see that there are people like police officers and firefighters and, and EMS. These are people that put their lives on the line day after day for people, many of them they don't even know. Many of them for people that, that, that I mean, sometimes, I, you know, I know that in certain, certain communities in this nation, if I were to say that, that a police officer was fulfilling this, I'd probably get booed out of the pulpit. And I recognize, I fully recognize that there are some stinkers that wear the badge. But boy, there are a lot of good ones out there too. And I look at some of the videos that, uh, of, of things that they deal with, and they deal with nonsense. They deal with some of the worst, frankly, not, not only the worst situations, the worst human, humans on the planet. And they don't do it for a lot of money. Even if they did, you couldn't pay me enough to do the nonsense that they have to deal with. Listen, that is giving one's life. It is laying one's life down. And of course, we, we expand that out, and, and like I said, there's there, there are firefighters, I think, in 9-11, and those guys that rushed up into the towers, and they were there saving people when the second tower collapsed, and, and many of them have, have, have died from cancer or have cancer now because of, of what they were exposed to in that. And I mean, you just see it all the time. EMS, they show up and, and are rendering service. We, we see it with our, our military, where servicemen and women in various capacities are, are laying down their lives, maybe in, in active service for uh, people that they serve with, uh, certainly people that are back home, many of them that they don't know. Some of them, so, some of the people in this, in this country would rather spit on a service member than to shake his hand. And that person's out there serving and protecting that very person. All these are a fulfillment of the command of Christ to love one another as he has loved us. Sacrificially, it's laying down one's life. But Jesus didn't stop in laying down his life in service. He laid down his life in sacrifice. He paid the ultimate price. He gave his life as a substitute for those who would trust in him. And he's called us to even that. Not just lay down our lives in service, but also to, 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 to go so far as laying down our lives in an ultimate sense. Not, certainly not in the same way that Jesus did, because his had a redemptive quality to it. We can't redeem somebody else. But it may look like a, a parent giving their life for their child, or, or a husband for his wife, and so forth. That's the ultimate sacrifice. It's the ultimate act of love, because it's giving the thing which is most important to us, that is our lives. We're giving it for someone else. Now as we close, I, I want you to consider... Those ways that, that you can give yourself. Because it's, it's all fine and dandy to say, yeah, Jesus did that and I sure am thankful. Yeah, 
these other people, you know, my parents, my, my kids, whatever, I, I sure do appreciate that they're, that they're helping somebody. I appreciate they're helping me. But the question is, what about you? Because he's, he's given this command to all his followers. So in what way can you lay down your life? How can you do it more completely? Maybe it's the way you treat your kids. Maybe it's the way you treat your parents. How is it that you can give of yourself in service? On the other hand, we can look around and we can see ways that people fulfill this command in in different circumstances each and every day, and we can be thankful for that. Can you imagine what this world would be like if people didn't do this? Just, Just consider... All the good that happens, all the, all the hospitals that have been started, all the, all the services that are rendered because people are putting someone else first. Can you imagine what the world would be like if that didn't happen? That's something to thank God for that it does happen. We can thank God that maybe may we had a parent that, that we didn't understand it fully at the time, but we knew, you know, mom and dad kind of did without this or without that for us. But as we look back at it, we can see the, the, the bigness of their sacrifice. That's something to thank God for. We, we, we can thank God that, that, uh, that maybe, maybe our parents sacrificed so we could go to school, or that we could get out of school without a bunch of debt. They put their, their lives on hold for 18 plus years as they raised us. Those are things to be thankful for. We can be thankful for our kids that help us when it's hard for us to admit, but we, we need some help. Those are things to be thankful for. But the most important thing we can do is to see that Christ not only gave the command, but he also set the example. He didn't just say, serve one another, sacrifice, give the ultimate, pay the ultimate price for people. He said, do this because you're seeing me do it. And the best way that we can fulfill this is first by trusting in him and accepting the salvation that he's offered by his self-sacrifice. That's the first step of all of it. And it could be that, that, that even today, you've never trusted Christ as your Savior. And as I said before, if you will do that, you'll go from being his enemy to being his friend. You'll go from being a, a rebel sinner to being adopted into his family, and you'll have your sins washed away. Why don't you stand with me as musicians come. And as you stand, I ask that you bow your heads and close your eyes. And just in the quiet of this time, I want to uh, encourage you not only to, to turn an eye outward and to be thankful for those times when people have put us first, have put others first. Maybe you've been the direct beneficiary of that. Maybe you've just seen it. But it's something to be thankful for. Be thankful for those parents who, who, who gave you a godly heritage, who took you to church, who took you to Sunday school. Who prayed with you, prayed for you. But again, it's not enough just to say thank you, but also, what about me? 
Our Heavenly Father, as we, as we pause at, at the end of this service and, and with all that's going on in, in our, our nation, our community, we can't help but think about self-sacrifice of giving and so forth. And God, I pray that you would help each of us to love one another, to love uh, the, the folks around us, the people that you put in our path, but, but especially those who are of the household, the faith, are, are not only our New Hope family, but our, our Christian family as a whole. And God, we ask that you'd help us to love one another in real, tangible ways. And God, I ask that you would um, be with us as we, um, as we uh, consider our lives. And, and I pray that if there's somebody who does not know you, that you would uh, draw them to yourself and let them become your child today. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.